Welcome, everybody, uh, to the first episode of Recoup Radio. This is pretty exciting for me. I just actually finished a podcast with my friend Joseph Cooperman, who interviewed me on his podcast called Coop Encounters. And um, now I have the opportunity to turn it around and ask him a few questions. And we've had a lot to talk about in the last little bit with um, with all of the the issues across overseas and in Canada and the U.S. And it was just a really good opportunity to catch up with him and get his take on it as an American dealing with all this. So thought it would be valuable for people to listen to. And um, without further ado, here's episode number one. You know what we were talking about earlier with how Arizona, or at least in Scottsdale, um, I've been watching the, the public health uh, organization to, with how it has to do with business in regards to whether we're at low risk or minimal risk. Um, and that's where we're at right now. And, you know, you made an interesting point that it's like, well, that's a great thing and we should probably keep it that way. And a good way to do that is to mandate, you know, closure of businesses and uh, collection of large groups of people. Um, so I imagine that's where things are going to go within the next 24 hours, maybe 48 hours. Um, and then you're going to see a lot of us, you know, scoundrels trying to squeeze out the last little bit of business or slowly um, send it away. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's it's a funky time. A lot of people here are, are freaking out, clearing out the Costco's, fighting over, you know, toilet paper. And uh, it's kind of it's it's sad to see, you know, like humanity has uh, has really gone out the wayside and like people are making very weird, irrational decisions in regards to panic and fear. Um, and, you know, I understand that people are scared and that's okay, but, but, you know, to harm other human beings over something so minuscule, like, you know, toilet paper or diapers when other, you know, or baby wipes when, you know, families kind of need that stuff. Uh, it's kind of, you know, it's a little upsetting. Yeah, we kind of hear about all the sensationalized stuff that's going on over there, like all the toilet paper hoarding and everything. And I feel like we're not getting as much of that over here. But I think what we are getting, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by it, is because there's so much, um, like the attitude is so laissez-faire. It's just like people are seeing all this craziness that's going on in Europe and in the U.S. And we're getting like reports about every day there's more infections, there's more concern. And, um, and people seem to still like be going out and like, going out to bars and restaurants and stuff. And I like, I'm like, as a business owner myself and like as a contractor, it's tough for me because like my livelihood depends on being, being able to stay open for business. But like, I, I realize like, I won't put that, I won't put my community as the expense to me staying open. And so that's why we've had a lot of hard decisions made in the last little bit. But, um, and it's kind of just interesting to get your perspective too, because being in the States, it's like a completely different thing. Like some of the things that we're hearing news wise and some of the things that we're seeing news wise and through all the different information channels is just, it's kind of a little, uh, it's kind of crazy because we're not, we're definitely not hearing the same stuff. Like what kind of things are you hearing from the kind of the people in your like social networks and people at the gym and everything? Are you getting like, are you getting any kind of, uh, surprise reactions that you wouldn't have expected? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's like some, some people are, are so over the top uh, responding to this, like, you know, getting angry at one another in the gym for how many, you know, maybe somebody had a group of, you know, five people and when they were supposed to have four, you know, it's like, and they're getting mad. And it's like, okay, this is, the, you don't need to get mad. 
um, that I think that's incredibly uh, childish and you know you're just you're creating more panic and fear but the craziest stuff is people that are feeling the need to go out and buy guns and you know think that like wow we're going to get looting and horror you know and all these people are going to come to your houses and bang down the windows and you're going to have to you're going to need a gun to protect yourself like that's that's some real shit that people are actually doing um and people i know personally and i'm just like whoa shoot is this for real or I, you know i'm not 100 percent sure but the fact that some of them are pretty adamant about it you know it leads me to believe that they're uh, they're taking those steps to protect themselves not from getting sick but from getting hurt by other people which is nuts it's crazy man these you know, hard times get make people think crazy thoughts right and and i think you know i mean it's one thing we don't we don't have the same kind of gun issues in canada too but um it's uh it's just that crazy that that um thinking of it's um it's me versus them versus like that thinking of like it's us versus them right and um that's what i've noticed from my time in the states too is like people very quickly start to look at their neighbor not as like a friend but as like competition or as someone who wants to take their stuff which is like i don't know if that's uh it seems like it's just been a theme for a long time yeah it's pretty spot on yeah, that's that's a little rough. Um, the the other response we've been getting that's a, an interesting one is like the you know here in the states where right, we're like a, we're considered a capitalist, right? Um, you know the people that are you know walking around saying the government can the government can't tell me what to do. You know they can't tell me I need to stay in my home. They can't tell me I I have to do this. What are they going to do? Arrest me? What are they going to do? Find me? And it's like man, it's just. Uh, I don't know. I, it's the, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, around, I guess my mindset's a little similar, but not, not like so aggressive. You know, I'm, I'm a punk rock kid at heart and I don't really like to do what people tell me what to do. Uh, but when it comes to the safety of my health and my family's health and my fiance's health, then, she, you know, like I want to make sure everybody's taken care of. Um, and if it's for the greater good, then sure. You know, what, what's a, What's the, at the end of the at the end of the day? What's a week or two inside my place, going out to take the dog to take a leak on a, his favorite bush and maybe drop a deuce on the neighbor's yard? Um, have, what's the harm in me taking time, you know, just enjoying that, and then maybe coming up with other projects that I'm capable of doing that I've been wanting to do, and spend the time to actually like shell it out and do it. So I like how you explicitly have to mention your dog going to the bathroom, but. Have you, uh, have you found that um, there's been some resistance to people wanting to close the gym down? Like, do you feel like there's some people that oh, don't sure. necessarily see it that so way? So I'll give you some background. So there's a lot of gyms that have closed down in the past 48 hours, um, like the corporate gyms, the big ones, like a Lifetime, EOS. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to see the mountainside fitnesses over here close down within the next, you know, 24 hours. And that's leaving a lot of, you know, gym rats without a home. And they're looking. So where did they come? They come to our gym. And they're looking for day passes, week passes, um, to spend some time grunting and lifting some weights. And so And they all know, they all bring their guns. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, yeah, we got guns. No, fortunately, uh, you know, we we put we've implemented something saying, you know, we're not gonna be taking in any new any new clients at the gym, you know, no no walk ins for week passes or day passes. Uh, to minimize the amount of people that are coming in. 
Um, and currently a lot of the trainers, you know, they have a lot of clients that are, you know, just saying they're taking some time off just because of it, which is fine. Um, I personally have patients cancel because, you know, they're a little older and they don't want to come to a gym, which is very understandable. Um, yeah, you know, it's the pushback is mainly probably going to come, I imagine, within the next 24 hours when they get the call that says the gym will be closing. Yeah. And it's, um, it's interesting too, because like a lot of people are still under the impression that they like, they have to be feeling sick in order to be passing stuff on. Right. And I think we're learning that it's actually a really big incubation period, right. For sometimes over a week that you can be feeling totally fine thinking that you're not doing anything. And, And I think that's one of the reasons why this is spreading so quickly is the fact that you know, asymptomatic people are, are carrying it into gyms and into businesses and stuff. And they're the ones that are passing it along too. So it's, um, yeah, in a, in a lot well, of ways, I think another thing that we, that you've noticed is probably you hear that, um, you know, that this is only going to affect old people, you know, it's oh, yeah. Like, when, yeah, it's like, uh, I don't, I'm, you know, I've been, I've been taking a small look at it. You know, I wouldn't say I, I know a lot, but it seems like the most common person that's been getting diagnosed with this, uh, with this virus is between the ages of like 20 and 30. Uh, and a lot of that, you know, like when it comes to the deaths, it's kind of scattered throughout the ages. Um, Jess was just telling me a story about how the guy um, in China, one of the young doctors there, was saying that this is a new virus. There's something different about this. He died. He was about how old, Jessica? He was 33 years old. Crazy. And the yeah. tough, the tough thing like, to tell no, with all this is like, matter. yeah. And like, I mean, here's the, the other thing too, is there's lots of information out there, but there's so much misinformation. And it's, I think people are also having a hard time figuring out, okay, what sources do I believe? And you know, everyone's for a while, there was a story going around that, that uh, that this could tra- uh, it already reached dogs, so your dogs could pass it on to other people, and and of course I had a heart attack when I heard that. But then I realized, like, actually that's very silly. There's no way that could be right. And sure enough, it's not. Um, you know, it has to cross species vectors and stuff like that. But it's um, the the amount of misinformation out there. I think has a lot of people believing that oh, this is just like the flu, and it's going to be the same, and. You know, flu kills more people every year, but this is definitely, it's very different. And, and you know what, even if it compounded the fact that, you know, if, you know, 0.2% of the population um, has fatalities or 0.4% of the population, whatever, all of a sudden, you know, if you're throwing a new sickness into the mix, you're all of a sudden doubling the need for that healthcare system to be reactive to it, right? And that's the biggest problem is right now is that we don't have the ability to react to this. Like we, we have, we're on our toes. Right. And if we all of a sudden get swamped, then people who are coming into the emerge or coming into a hospital who otherwise would have gotten treatment and recovered and been fully healthy. Now these people aren't being able to get that treatment. And we're kind of seeing in Europe, there's, there's doctors that are having to make like very, very tough decisions, a lot tougher than having to close a gym. They're having to choose between who gets, you know, life-saving support and other people don't and um yeah. and like man am so, i am, suffer for a little bit in order to save someone else's life yeah and man am, am i ever glad that i'm you know i'm a i'm a pseudo doctor not a real doctor making those decisions would be <laughs> unbelievable right because that you're literally talking like life and death decisions so 
um, it's, I think it's just important that people know that stuff and that they're, they're aware that this is like a bigger problem than what I think, um, most people think it is. Yeah. But I also think that the media influence that, um, has been put out there and like the way that social media responds, you know, by making a big joke about it. And then you have, uh, and then you have, you know, all the news networks, coronavirus watch, you know, like it's, uh, it, it's just interesting. Cause like my dad, you know, he's a, a, he's a physician, a retired physician, but he still is a little bit working here and there. Um, he was telling me about how he recently went to a meeting and a lot of the doctors that were involved there at this meeting were scared and don't want to go to work. And it's like, well, what the, you know, you kind of took that oath at the beginning to go help sick people. That's why you went into this job is to help them. Um, and like, and I think that comes from media. Like, I think that you, the media has gotten to so many people at such a level, like, you know, MDs are, you know, they're, they're intelligent human beings for the most part. And, uh, for them to be influenced in some sort of other direction and fear of their patients that they're going to get sick and potentially have some harm their way, or, you know, maybe get someone else sick. It's like, it's kind of crazy. It's like, now what now that's where and to me that's where like pandemonium is you know it's like that's such an odd place for uh fear to be in that in that world yeah man it's crazy what um what do you and jess plan on doing for the next little bit what's your game plan um well tomorrow so like i'm minimizing the amount of time that i spend over at the gym you know if i don't have to be there i'm not there uh i do have some patients that are on schedule and you know we're kind of we're taking it day by day and seeing what we're going to do. Um, I might, I might follow suit and see what happens, uh, over the next couple days and, uh, do my due diligence and just tell people, you know, Hey, you know, no one's coming over to the gym. Uh, or, you know, if, uh, if I have to do something where like, you know, there's like house calls or something like that, that might work out a little bit better in our favor. Um, if the safety's there, then sure, maybe take that course of action. Well, and it's a uh, lot, it's a lot easier to control like a one-on-one situation, right. As opposed to like a gym situation where there's like yeah. multiple people that are, you know, you're really in a lot of ways, you're having to rely on people being accountable for themselves. And sometimes people just, you know, like even me, like I'll forget sometimes like, oh yeah, I need to, I need to make sure that I, um, you know, I double check that doorknob or like I'll go in and I'll Lysol something. And I'm like, Oh, I haven't Lysol that in 20 minutes. <laughs> it's probably excessive, but you just have to assume that other people are living up to that standard. But when you're on a one-on-one, it's a lot easier. You can control the environment a bit more. Yeah. And I, I also think that what we'll see here is the mandated closure of gym settings and offices such as, you know, like uh, healthcare practices staying open um, and since I am in that setting where I don't have a waiting room, I am my own person, you know, when it comes to, uh, I answer the phones, I schedule the appointments, you know, I would, I wouldn't do a thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to see, you know, 10 people in the day. I would probably really minimize it to just a couple people and then just call it quits for the day. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I guess I, I kind of have to take that into consideration if that, if that's something that happens, I don't know. I'm sure I'll call you and like ask questions. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, Chris, we'll, we'll, all, our, all of our crew will probably talk a lot about it in the next little bit. Um, well, anyway, man, I really hope you stay safe and you and Jess are good and Melvin as well. Thank you. And, you too. And thanks for just chatting for a little bit, man. It was nice to, nice to, um, 
just hear your opinion on a lot of that. I, I, I appreciate it. For sure, dude. Thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks for the scoop, buddy. I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Recoup Radio. Like, subscribe. <laughs> is that what? Is that the name we should use? Recoup Radio. I thought that's what you were using. Well, I just threw that out there as an option. If you like it, though, I'll I'll use it. I mean, that's what's on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you soon, All buddy. Right. All right. Bye. That concludes the first episode of Recoup Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, and hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We've got a lot more guests planned and a few more great episodes coming up just in the next couple days. So stay tuned. And if you feel like you know a good guest or someone or maybe even you would like to be on the show, then feel free to reach out. We'd love to chat with you. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep washing your hands. Later.